Hey, New Song family. Yesterday, Dustin Nelson shared many of the things that are on his heart regarding the prophetic, and he wove his testimony and personal story and a lot of scripture into this word of encouragement for our body regarding prophesying. I know you're going to enjoy it. Well, my, I'm, I'm Dustin. This is my wife, Nia. She's going to translate. <laughs> <laughs> A year ago at this time we were school teachers in Florida. We actually worked together like next next to each other. Our classrooms were next to each other. We shared students and we had a good thing going. She did my paperwork, huh? And I talked I talked to the problem parents on the phone. But um we've had uh, ten blissful years of marriage and we we're coming up on twenty-five years of marriage, so that's not a joke. <laughs> I say, I say the secret of our marriage is I'm incredibly easy to get along with. Boy, during worship, um, I felt like uh, the Lord in a way I felt in the past like a weight, mm. a weight. And it's, it's happened from time to time. Mm. I remember being, it happened with my son. He was maybe nine or ten. We were in the living room and we were laying on the floor. And he said, Dad, do you feel that? And I didn't want to implant something into his mind. I'm like, what do you feel? And he said, it feels heavy when I put up my hands. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell him that. And I was like, we had this thing. I just, I felt that weight. So that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was feeling that, I, I was thinking that there's um, probably hundreds of ministries like this all over California mm-hmm. and you know we, no one knows what's going on or very few people knows what's going on and I uh, feel like they're, they're sleeper cells and you know like when like when um, you know a place gets bombed and like uncle dies and the kid's like well I'm signing up and like you know like mm-hmm. it gets recruits well there's been a great attack against California mm-hmm. and it's gonna it's flipped upside down there's these sleeper cells mm-hmm. and I, I really believe there's a great revival already starting in California Amen. and uh, a harvest and boy guys mm-hmm. God's doing something very special with you you guys are very strong spiritually mm-hmm. very mature mm-hmm. uh, strong in the prophetic strong in the the gifts and just mm-hmm. teaching and when God starts uniting you with these sleeper cells, mm-hmm. like, w- watch out. Watch out. That's good. Um, boy, that, that drumming was amazing. Yeah. Uh, made me think, uh, one of the, one of the um, most strategic things we can do in spiritual warfare is to equip the children. Mm-hmm. It says in Psalms, out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes, I've established strength. Yeah. I think Jesus switched to praise. But it says in the context of warfare, it says to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. Isn't that weird? I don't know what that all means. That's what Jesus said when he came into the the temple. He did a lot of cool things. He like dealt with how they were doing with the money stuff. He brought healing. But another thing he brought when he came to the temple is the kids began to prophesy and it said loudly. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. Like, yeah, and they're like, they try to shut it down. And he quotes that from Psalms, but he changes strength to praise. And that's a real char- characteristic. I made real good friends in Oceanside. We're in Oceanside with the Vineyard Church. So I've been picking their mind about the, the revival in California mm-hmm. with the Vineyard and, and, and studying it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a guy, Lonnie Frisbee, you probably know, a yeah. hippie preacher, very used of God, and he had his issues. But, boy, the story so touches me. Like, Chuck Smith was super discouraged in ministry and about to 
lead the ministry and Lonnie Frisbee came in and there's a massive revival and that's what the um, the Calvary Chapel is part of you know being birthed and their influence is so strong here with reading the Bible like chapter by chapter I'm like the fingerprint of Calvary Chapel is so strong here and then Lonnie Frisbee went into um, the vineyard hippie preacher and he called 25 and under to come up and the, the Holy Spirit just fell on him in a very strong way. And a lot of the staff were like mad. And John Wember wanted to quit the ministry. And, <laughs> and like people are leaving the church. And, um, but out of that, during that summer, they it came out, I think it was Mother's Day, 1980. Um, out of that summer, they said about 1,700 people got saved. And about 700 got added to that, that, that church there. And talking with, with Ron from, from the, um, the vineyard and, and Oceanside, he said a lot of things that people don't understand from that story is is mostly middle schoolers. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So we've been really praying for, for an outpouring among the youth. Yeah. I was thinking, um, you know, Jesus was a young adult and youth pastor. It's kind of strange to think about. He's 30, and I would assume most of his disciples were younger than him, if not all. So probably most of them in their 20s or even their teens, because when you're a rabbi and you took people under your your tutelage, a lot of times it started at age 13. Isn't that kind of weird to think about? Like John, especially, he was was maybe even the youngest. Jesus' best friend could have been 13. Is that kind of wild? I think that's 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 all that's all free, but I'm 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 <laughs> stir for the, the youth. That's powerful. With the with the I would um, today I want to talk about um, the presence and uh, the the prophetic. Mm. And for you, I know this is like all review because like you're super strong in this. So hopefully it will just be like encouragement what you're already doing. Um, you know, we've, we've been on a wild adventure because of the presence of God and the prophetic. And I, I've been keeping, I was, I was kind of encouraged from Bill Johnson. He, dot, he like keeps a lot of his prophetic mm-hmm. words in a notebook and like he'll go over it. And what it say, Paul said to Timothy, like the fight, the good fight with the prophetic words you previously got. You guys know that verse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good, isn't that incredible? So like, he's like, Timothy, you're going through hard times. I don't know if he wrote down or just remembered it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you, this is a weapon you have and you can use this yeah. to fight the good fight. So I started doing this a year ago and I was actually, um, February 17th last mm-hmm. year. Wow. And the first one I recorded, I was a school teacher. I had this kid come up he was just like saying like saying kind of nonsense all day long like I, he's like trying to tell me this thing and I'm like I don't know what you're saying like you're not <laughs> and finally at the end of the day he says whatever you behold you become yeah he's like he like got in trouble in our class and stuff whatever you behold <laughs> you become I'm like this is the Lord <laughs> out of the mouths and infants and babes the Lord like like and it's the first one I wrote down. I didn't realize it because I was going over this this morning. I'm like, that's the first one wow. that, 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 that came. It, that's the essence of the prophetic, isn't it? Whatever you behold, you become. To speak in such a way that people see Jesus and become like him. Amen. Is that, Lord, I pray that, that we would speak in such a way, live in such a way, that people would look like you and become like yeah. you. Yes. God. It's yes. pretty, pretty cool. So... 
that was the start of it. And um, we began to get a lot of prophetic words and documented it. And and then we we began um, to experience the presence of God very strong. We were, we were living in Florida and had a sweet job working with each other and um, remodeling our house completely. And the presence of the Lord just began to, to visit us mm-hmm. and with a very strong burden for California. Mm-hmm. And in Romans chapter 8, it talks about um, there's labor pains. Mm-hmm. You guys know that verse? Mm-hmm. There's labor pains. And it says that we have groanings too deep for words. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I think that's it's something beyond the gift of tongues. Yeah. Might, it might be it. And in these groanings too deep for words, we make intercession according for the saints, according for the will of God. And so this is what happened. I went through a real season of a dry time and no, having times, counters of the Lord here and there. And all of a sudden, he just surprises me in a big way. And I'm having out in my belly just a burden for California. So much so, it'd come upon me and I'd be doing like sit-ups. Like, you, you got, I don't know if you... Mm-hmm. Yep. Like it's not tongues. Yep. It's like like something was put in me, mm-hmm. and I I began to have dreams and seeing seeing fires going all the way up down California, which I believe the planning of church and just mm-hmm. and I, so I went from a season of probably about four or five years of you know hit hit or miss with experiencing the Lord, where He just came in in a very strong way, and we're like. I was like, I'll go anywhere for this to continue. And so when people ask why we came to California, I usually say to plant churches, but the real reason is the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is so precious, and you're doing something in California. So praise wow. God. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, we're, 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 we're hoping to start something soon in uh, uh, Oceanside, plant, plant, plant a church. And um, I would like you guys to, to continue to to speak into our lives and be involved. You know one thing, I don't know if there's any surfers in here? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I learned about Oceanside. After the church. <laughs> there, here's, here's the thing I learned about Oceanside is the guys taught me is if a swell is coming from one direction, the wave closes out. It's hard to ride. But you say so you need a combo swell. You need a swell coming from the south and a swell coming from the north and they coming together it. and you get like an A-frame where yeah. you, know, you, you can ride it. And so I think it's super important everywhere. But my point is saying that is we've established relationships with since we've been here with Ocean Water, with you guys in the vineyard. Mm-hmm. I just really hope that you guys could be a part mm-hmm. of what we're Praise doing. God. And we just really need you. Before I came out here, I said, I said, Lord, apart from you, I could do nothing. I was in worship, mm-hmm. completely dependent upon you. And he answered me, I believe. He said, and on my people. Yes. Is that and like yeah. I said, I feel... Right. feel dependent on you guys and the prophetic word so I can wage this warfare. Amen. If it was not for the prophetic, I, I we would not be here mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have done so many things in our life. Like it literally has saved us time and time again. Wow. I remember one time I was like talking to a friend. I'm like, I have like this burden to, to equip people to do the gifts of the spirit. And he's like, dude, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just like, like, just like, I don't know, being a big party pooper. And I, I, was, I was so discouraged. And I walked into the house of prayer in, in Florida. And, and my friend says, I just I've had a vision of you. 
you're on assembly line and just doing stuff and God's calling you to equip people in the gifts of the Spirit. Like right afterwards. <laughs> yes, right afterwards. And right before I became a teacher, I was talking to another friend outside the house of prayer and I said, you know, I'm going to enroll in college and become a teacher, but here's the deal. I struggle with spelling. Mm. And like, it's just like, am I going to be able to do it? I've always struggled with spelling. And he's like, I don't, he was a school teacher. He said, I don't think you'll be able to do it because, you know, you'll write like notes to your, the parents and they, they, you know, won't have respect and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> I go in, house of prayer again, my friend Monty. Lord is going to so use you as a teacher. <laughs> like, like right afterwards. I mean, time and time again. And this is, is so, so Praise precious. God. Yeah, the prophetic is, is so important. So we, um, you need to translate anything with that? <laughs> <laughs> so one, one thing is, um, so as school teachers, we ha- you have to like sign a contract a year in advance. So I stayed home. To pray, like, are we going to tell our principal we're quitting, or, or are we going to sign the contract? We had to make the decision. And I got a verse. It was in uh, Matthew chapter 13. It said that Jesus was in a house by the sea, and then he went out and preached, and there's crowds on the beach. And I'm like, for me, it just became so real. <laughs> it just That's like a normal verse, but for me, it's very personal. And so we were here about a month ago, and we... Um, we were meeting a, a realtor to look at an apartment on the beach. And um, she's like, can you change the time? And like, no, we can't. We're like, seek first the kingdom of God. So we canceled the appointment because we are going to come here. And she said, you know what? I'll change it. And so she met us. And we met right before we came here with the realtor. And I'm like, this is like too good to be true. Because for me, House by the Beach was like maybe bike riding distance like that was like that was like our kind of criteria we yeah. made like we made our dreams our needs our, our, our dreams are once our needs yeah, and like yeah. like you know what i mean yeah. and like we had a list like it should have this and this and i'm like and and i forget who said but they're like speak out the promises god has the, over your life and i'm like here we go yeah we're in a house by the by the sea and i'm like i like to like say prophetic words afterwards you know so i sound like i like yeah. I, I, and, and anyways, we, we got the place. It, I thought it was too good to be true. I thought they were trying to scam us, to be honest. Like, that's how, like, yeah, like, I'm, like, looking up the background, and I'm, like, is this, is this legit? And um, for years, um, we've been visiting the ocean. Like, I love the ocean. Like, if we go see my mom. She lives in Northern California. I'll waste time and go by the one just to be near it. Yeah. And there's been so many times, you know, after work, we'd go and we'd come in home when it's dark, visiting the ocean for years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now we live at the ocean. And for me, it's, it's like a, a call, not just to have visitations from the Lord, but to live with him. Mm-hmm. And so while we're in the house, mm-hmm. as we're sleeping, I can hear the waves crashing the first thing I do is in the morning I open up the shades and there's people with surfboards walking down. I see people surfing. And, you know, there's a constant reminder of, of the ocean. And that's what I want to live, a constant reminder of the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. Um, with, with the, you know, the experiencing the presence of the Lord and 
this is where the I believe the prophetic comes out of meeting the Lord. Um, we probably all know about like meeting the Lord during hard times. Like you know, a lot of us might have got saved during a hard time. We met the Lord as our Savior or as a healer, or maybe financial times He's been a provider. Like meeting the Lord in hard times, I think people are pretty aware of that. And then for me, next came meeting the Lord in ministry. Mm-hmm. And like expectation, you know, like we're going on a trip or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like you put your tenant up. All right, Lord, I'm here to meet you. I need you for this ministry deal. And that's knowing mm-hmm. the Lord as a, a servant. And the, the house thing for me was like, uh, you guys heard of her bro- brother Lawrence. He's like a, um, a yeah. monk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So brother Lawrence, he's a monk and he's real big about their, they have these scheduled prayer times and scheduled like you got to take care of the monastery and do chores and he began to have faith to counter God in like the mundane. He gave like doing the dishes as an example. And like he's like, I, there's wasn't a big difference between like the prayer time and doing the dishes. He's just mm-hmm. abiding in the Lord. He went on chores. He'd go and buy stuff. They sent him out and buy wine or whatever. And he's just like, as he's shopping, experiencing the, the Lord. It's really cool. That's his book. It's called Practicing the Presence. It's on YouTube. It's real yeah. short. You can listen to it. It's like, I think it's less than an hour. Um, so... We can experience God, you know, as our Savior when He breaks in in times of need or ministry or even know Him in the mundane. Mm-hmm. One thing I've been, been learning here is to um, experience in the Lord in the good things as a friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we get to heaven, the, the, the basis of knowing the Lord because of hard times is no longer going to be there. So I want to practice, right? Like, that's totally legitimate. Like, like absolutely, we have hard times still. But that's not going to be there anymore. Like, I want to start developing that relationship now. Wow. And so, like, for me, it's real simple, like, like, like surfing. Like, I want to, this is one thing I really love, just abide in God's presence during, during when I'm surfing. And a few things that's been helping me with that. Is I asked Nina about how do you how do you engage the presence of the Lord just like in the good stuff in the mundane? She said saying thank you, and I think that's real. That's so I know this is like might seem like ABCs to you guys, yeah, it's so like a, yeah. but it says we enter His gates with help me out, Thanks. Thanks. right? Like we enter His that's that's like the, the yeah. when I go into the little apartments it has a key code. Lord's key code enters gates. Thanks, it man. turns our eyes to what He's doing. Yeah, yeah you know, you're right, and just. Just like thankfulness is a form of worship. So I'm just, oh, thank you, Lord. Just experience his presence. Another thing I like to do is um, ask the Lord what he feels about things. Like, Mm. like, what do you think about surfing? Mm. You know, what do you think about SeaWorld? And just like, like, (laughs) like have a conversation. Just like, you know, going out with a date with the wife. And um, he'll tell you. And it's wonderful. Mm. Like, he is a worker. Um, but he rests one day a week, you know, and like he wants to have conversations about stuff besides ministry sometimes. Did you know that? I know that might be like, like, he like, like, what do you think about like this special flower? Like he made it like he wants us to look at it. Yeah. Um, wow. So asking the Lord and like, he'll speak like one thing I felt like he told me about surfing the combo swell thing. He's like, look at these young people. There's, there's high school kids that will load up before the sun came up, put on a wetsuit and go surfing before school. Yeah. They'll surely do it for the Lord when he pours out his spirit. Yes. I feel like that's a promise. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll surely do it. I mean, yeah. the, 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 
Oh, another cool thing, the morning we, we moved into the place or we met the, the realtor, we got the, since we got close, our, our phone did the tsunami alert. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> so, anyways, when the tsunami of God's presence comes, those middle schoolers, they'll, they'll be getting up. Yeah. You know, they'll be getting up. So that's, wow. that's a thought. Prophesy. Yeah. Um, another thing um, to engage the Lord is in, um, so thanking them, asking them about it is, I call it the, like, the in, internal reach. And I hope I explain it right. But I feel from my inward being, just like this reach reach up to God. I don't know if that makes sense. People call it about an antenna, but I just, I'm not saying anything. I just kind of, I don't know, just kind of like a check-in, you know, like on your internet, you do like a little refresh, refresh about it. Just like, I'm checking in with you or I'm reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. This really touched me. Someone asked Billy Graham, they said, tell us about prayer. He said, I do it all the time. He said, I've been praying for you this whole time. We've been sitting next to each other. How beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. I want to walk like, that's, that's, I mean, that's, you can see, see how Billy Graham did. Um, the other thing that, that's helping me um, kind of abide in the good, the bad, the mundane is, is praying in the spirit under mm-hmm. my, under my breath. And it's been growing in me and it's become like almost autopilot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and last night, man, I went out on the beach when, when it, um, after the sun went down, it's beautiful. And I'm like, there's enough crazy people in California. I don't care. <laughs> and I just went out and I was just worshiping the Lord on the beach. I'm like, I'm like there's like, all kinds of weird stuff, screaming profanities on the street corner. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm usually kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't want to make a scene or anything, but I'm like, you know what? Whatever, this I'm just gonna go for it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. good, you know what I mean? And it, it's 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 kind of fun to let it rip and tongue sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, just like kinda kinda let it go. What's the, the Bible says when we, we speak in tongues, we build ourselves up, yeah. right? And yeah. there's holy faith. Yes. And t- Paul said he said, I speak in tongues. I guess he was Southern Baptist that spoke in tongues. <laughs> More more than all you all are saying. How did he know that? That's like, that seems kind of like, how did he know that? I think because he is on autopilot tongues, mm-hmm. just like the spirit bubble. Mm-hmm. He's like, when I come with you guys, I'm going to speak things you understand. But he's like, when I'm walking around, when I'm in bed, when I'm doing this, it's really intense. It's just, yeah. that's my assumption. I mean, yeah. how, how would you know unless the Lord's like, hey, Paul. You know, you speak in tongues more than these guys. They can do this awesome. Like, he's like, I don't know how he knew. But um, he, somehow he knew. I speak in tongues more than you all. That, what if I said, what if I came in here? I'm like, you guys, I, 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 I just make it clear. I prophesy more than you all. That's just like, seems kind of, yeah, I speak in tongues more than you all. But he says, when we speak in tongues, our spirit speaks mysteries. And I think that's one, one of the sources of prophecy mm-hmm. is there's mysteries. You know, you get revelation and then he got the interpretation. When he's speaking tongues, speaks, how, how wonderful is the gift of tongues? We build ourselves up, speak mysteries. I, I have this, I don't know if this is true. But, but there have been so many blessings poured on our life lately. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if it was the Holy Spirit praying prayers of faith that I didn't have to pray. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like, like I was saying, wow. like I was saying, like by the beach for us is like, can we get there by a bike? Yeah. And the Holy Spirit sent me is like, I'm gonna get you a place right there. <laughs> you know, and like it kind of makes you think, yeah. like yeah. if 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 that that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did, I learned what you know. One of the uh, biggest blessings is the interpretation of tongues. Mm-hmm. And um, this is how I learned to do it. I kind of save it up because it's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. But it said, if anyone um, speaks in a tongue, it says, pray that he might interpret, right? Mm-hmm. If anyone speaks in a tongue, that person should pray that the person who has the tongue would be given the interpretation. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's in my personal life. And so what I'll just take the verse as it is. I'll speak in a tongue. I pray, word for word, that I might interpret and just wait, and by faith, speak it out. Mm-hmm. And it is so encouraging. It is so encouraging. I was talking with my, 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 the pastors in Pensacola, and I was, because I've never heard anyone teach on, like, interpretation. I've never done it in a public setting, interpretation of tongues. And so the pastor's wife, she went to Oral Roberts University. He's like, that's how Oral Robert taught us how to do it. Like, it was in our personal thing. Just speak in a tongue. Ask for interpretation and speak it over yourself. I mean, like, that's so encouraging. Yeah, it's so encouraging. So last night I was like, you know, I was um, I was confessing sins, and I felt like the Lord said, "I want you to, I want you to also confess my call over your life." Mm. I just begin to do that, pray mm-hmm. in tongues. Lord, what are you saying? And just just speak it by faith. Maybe you get eighty percent wrong. I don't know, but just get kind of speak it by faith. It is so encouraging. Mm-hmm. I do about one. I do about maybe once a month because it's so encouraging. I mean, just, <laughs> That's like, why you save it up. Yeah, it's like it's it's a soup and it's super simple and and that, anyways, that's Very good. Sad. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you need do you need to interpret anything with no, this, Nina? You just, I just think it's funny. You're like, that's good. <laughs> Can we? Uh, that's good. <laughs> Let's go to, um, can we go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 15? Matthew chapter 16, verse 15 through 18. Would someone like to read the first 15 to 18? He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I don't know how this worked out, but like Jesus wasn't fully revealing himself. Mm. And I don't know if it was like at that instant or like Peter was praying. He's like, who really is Jesus' Father? I don't know, I'm just imagining. Perhaps it's during the time of prayer, he's like, he is the Messiah, mm. the son of the living God. So, so Jesus never taught this, and he's asking, who do you say I am? And Peter speaks up. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And, I, I, and so this, it might be the case, but, but people have said for a long time, like, the rock would be Peter himself. Like, he was the first apostle. That, that might be the case. Um, or people said it's this specific phrase, like, and that could be the case too. But I actually feel like it is more broadly the prophetic. 
seeing who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And upon that, the Lord builds his church. Mm -hmm. He says a wise man is one who hears and acts upon my word. He is like one who has built his house upon the rock when the storms come. Mm-hmm. It's not over. So isn't that amazing? So it, 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 uh, Jesus talks about building on a rock again. He says, a, a wise man is like someone who does two things. Here's my word and acts upon it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when I read the history of like people that have been really used by God, like their, their disciples say all these like weird, like strange things they did and like blamed it on that. <laughs> like, like for instance, like like Smith Wigglesworth, they're they're like, why was God really use Smith Wigglesworth? And like he only read the Bible. Like he was uneducated. He learned to read later in life. He only read the Bible, and that's like what they blame it on. That's their key. Yeah. yeah. And then Jonathan Edwards, who's with with massive revival, he's super educated and like read a lot, and like like even people in the secular realm would call him a genius. Mm-hmm. And like. Smith Wigglesworth was used because he's uneducated and only read the Bible. And then here is Jonathan Edwards' complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Or like William Seymour. Like he came to, to California and had the Azusa Street Revival. Like, why did God use him? Again, he's poor, uneducated, maybe because his ethnicity. And, and that's why God used him. And then you have Count Zinzendorf. I don't know if you know with the Moravians. Yeah. Count Zinzendorf was like the opposite of William Seymour. He was from royalty, basically. Super rich. He brought all these people, these refugees in from Moravia. And he had um, a prayer meeting that lasted 100 years. 24-7. Isn't that incredible? 24-7. And he's just bringing these groups together. And he's just pastoring them. He's just giving of his inheritance. And they begin to send missionaries out all over the world. Even some of the missionaries sold themselves into slavery, like to, to get because yeah. that's the only way to reach them. Like to like they were no one would let them go around the slaves unless you're a slave themselves. And it said about the the Moravian churches they sent. I read more missionaries from their movement than all the Protestant church put together. Isn't that incredible? Wow! And so and but but if you also look at William Seymour with Azusa Street. If you look at the missions movement, man, stuff was born from there. So anyways, they're like, they're used because he's poor. He was used because he's rich. (laughs) You know, what is it? And the the common theme I see is when people really build a church, it's super simple. They hear God and they act upon it. Mm -hmm. They hear God and it's just, it's like that simple. Mm -hmm. They hear God and it looks different for them. It looks, it could look totally different. We need to hear God for ourselves and act upon it. I, I remember that for a pastor in, um, in Florida. I remember exactly where I was. I was driving, and I felt the Lord said, he said, Arnie would do what I asked him to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the Lord, Arnie would do what I asked him to do. And so we joined this, this place in, in Florida when we first met him. It's a house church that started at 8.30 at night on Sundays. I'm like, you guys really want people to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, because they wanted to put their kids to bed. They had a bunch of young kids. And then someone gave them um, a building and didn't have electricity yet at first. We all had to work on it. And there was, there's no sign on the front of when it was. No. And so many times I saw people come in. And there was no room. I mean, no sitting room, no standing room. In the hallway, you can even get a hallway. And like, I'm like you got to get here early if you want to be a part of this. Thing. <laughs> and like, they, God just blessed them. And they got a, 
a bigger building across the street. And again, like you had to show up early if you wanted a seat in the place. And it was, I feel like the key was Arnie, if the Lord tells him to do something, he does it. And that's just like, it's that simple. And so anyways, upon this rock, I will build my church. The a wise man is who hears my word and acts upon it. So mm, praise God. I like to ask, and I, I feel like who am I to say this? You guys are like super prophetic, like you're already prophesying. But this is maybe like see it from a different angle. But this is how I do it. Probably 90% of the time, like I'll look at someone and I'll be like, Lord, give me an encouraging word for them. Mm-hmm. And that's it's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Like just give me an encouraging word. And maybe a picture comes to mind or maybe nothing does. And then when it's the right time, it says, it says that a wise and faithful servant is who, um, who gives the king's household food in the proper time. Isn't that amazing? That's an amazing verse. Did you know that is in contrast with other people who are beating the king's household? Isn't that terrible that we can beat, beat with the word or we can give nutrition in a proper time? It says, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. And nothing rotten come out of your mouth, but only that which will build up. Mm-hmm. And that it might meet the need of the moment and give grace to those who listen. Mm-hmm. Isn't that isn't that powerful? So, mm-hmm. so I like to say, Lord, give me an encouraging word and just wait and um, and then give it to him. And I like to deliver it in the same strength which I received it. Mm-hmm. So if it's just a thought, you know. Or a faint picture. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever like manipulate someone. Like the Lord said this, and it's like, well, who am I to disagree with the Lord? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, the House of Prayer in, in um, Kansas City, they've done real well stewarding prophetic people. Like mm-hmm. at a time, I don't know if you know their history, that a lot of the mm-hmm. prophetic people moved there. But they had a funny rule. I forget what it was, but it was something like this is from the Bible. They said you get one or two. Thus says the Lord per year. <laughs> <laughs> like. Because if it's the Lord, we're going to act upon it. Yeah. yeah. And so, but you can't come every week and be like, if it, and so like you can actually give, donate it to someone. Like they're, they're hot in the season. Like they can have mine for this year, but there's like, <laughs> if the Lord, if the Lord says something like, like we're going to do it. And so, so I, I like to come in with like, I feel like, or I think, or perhaps the Lord. I never like kind of push them because if it's the Lord, I don't need to do that. The Lord will put a spirit upon it. Yeah. He'll confirm it with three other people and he'll give a dream. Yeah. I don't need to push, push them. You know what I mean? And so, um, like, I mean, I'm like, before I came here, I was in Pensacola and it's, it, when the Lord really called us to come here, I just fell on my face in worship. And the Lord spoke a phrase to me that, that I got when I first came to Pensacola and got a part of the group. And I stood up, and the pastor, Arnie, pointed me out. He said, Dustin, he gave me that exact phrase. I mean, if it's the Lord. Wow. Praise God. I mean, especially if it's something like sell your house and, like, you know, quit your job and stuff. Come on, it's got to be some, That's right. some big, big stuff. And so I would... I would never, never want to take the Lord's name in vain and, and like, like push people to do stuff. Like, the, let the Lord's Spirit do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, but if an angel of the Lord came to me, I would probably, probably say that. I can say it with a little more strength. Like, hey, <laughs> like, you know, when I like try to encourage you and stuff and I get these things, like, this kind of different. Like, I was maybe like lean into this one a little more. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's good. Oh, and another thing about timing. Um, 
And this is just a practical, because I've been in a lot of things like where um, you think like the only time to get prophetic words is, it's not as much as in this setting, but it's like at the altar. There's like really loud music going on. Like you can wait like a week and like send a text or a voicemail or something. It's actually really nice to put something in writing because I like to keep my stuff in writing. So the timing could be later on and just a little text and whatnot. That's good. And so one, one last, one last verse. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in the power of the tongue. How powerful is that? When, my, when I talk about my friend, he's like, yeah, you can't be a teacher if yeah. you struggle with spelling. That's death. Yeah. 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 Like, it could actually, like... Yeah. like Change your trajectory. Oh, what, yeah, what, what's crazy is... So, Peter gives that word, right? And the Lord's like, heaven revealed to you this. And then, like, soon after, the Lord's like, I'm going to the cross. Like, this is, like, his mission on earth. And Peter tried to stop him. Right. And he's like, you're a stumbling block. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah. You're not after God's interest, but man's interest. So, like, it could, we could do the same thing. Like, we yeah. could have, like, a total thing from the, the Lord, life, and death the next moment. So we got to realize that, too. And that doesn't disqualify anyone. Um, but death and life are in the power of the tongue. <clears throat> This is what really stuck out to me. And those who love it will eat its fruits. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts. All your heart push after spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. Mm -hmm. Because when you prophesy, you build the church. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. That's so (laughs) good.